And mm. my grandfather worked in um, basically the agrarian era in Mexico where they were doing the repartitions of the land. So he wow. advocated for, um, for his community to get pieces of land as part of the bigger um, haciendas that were, were there. Mm. And mm-hmm. he did a lot of advocacy for the, you know, the people without the means to do that for themselves. So he had a lot of enemies and eventually was shot and he survived that. And then wow. he was poisoned at the hospital. No, so no, like, no. You, I'm like when I'm telling you this is a movie, it's a movie. So these are the, yeah. yeah. So these yeah. are the stories that I grew up listening to, right? Those are the stories that I grew up around and hearing mm-hmm. that, like I wanted to be a lawyer. Like I was little, yeah. I was like, I'm going to be a lawyer. My dad couldn't do it. I want to do it. I want to advocate yeah. for people. I want to help people. Welcome to Conversations with Passionate People, hosted by me, Jeff Bogus, where we sit down with some of my favorite people to discuss passions, pursuits, and pivotal moments that launch them into their dream jobs. The show is for the dreamers, the believers, and those who want to push past the limits to end up right where they were meant to be. This week, I am so excited to have one of my longtime childhood friends, Sophia Navarro from the San Francisco 49ers. She is an amazing storyteller and takes us back in a time in her childhood that was filled with movie scene-like inspiration and how actually a love for movies had her realize her dream job of being a lawyer actually might not be the dream she imagined for herself. She walks us through some trying times in her life that not only bloomed perseverance, but rooted core values that anchor her in the work she does today. This is a great conversation, hearing how not every story is picture perfect, but how owning your story turns out to be a perfect picture. Let's tune in. What is up, everybody? Thank you for coming back to Conversations with Passionate Professionals, where I get to talk to some of my favorite people who are doing some amazing things. Today, I'm so excited because I have one of my childhood friends, Mm -hmm. Sophie Navarro. Sophie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Jeff. Excited to be here. Really cool thing. Sophie actually works for like a huge passion of mine, which is San Francisco 49ers. So I was really excited to not only talk about what she does for them. And we're going to get into that. Why don't we just start with that? Sophie, why don't you tell us just about, you know, your job, what you do and the the title that you have over there working for the 49ers? Yeah. So I've been with the 49ers since 2014 when Levi Stadium opened. I am part of a program that was based out of the museum and it's called our, it's called 49ers EDU. And what we do is bring students K through eight to the stadium to learn about science, technology, engineering, arts, and math through the game of football. We're going to get into the bulk of what you do later on in the show, but I I really want to set the stage because one, you work for an amazing organization. So we got to talk about how did you get there? How did you land there? But let's go back. You know, why don't you share a little bit where you're from, where, you know, what type of roots do you have? Where did you grow up and what kind of inspired you? What did you want to be when you grew up? We both grew up in Union City, right? I am from here, California, Union City, Bay Area, born and raised in Hayward, in Hayward now. Went to school in Union City. My mom was a teacher in New Haven Unified School District, and my dad worked um, 
locally started at mm-hmm. Spring Air, which is a mattress manufacturing company, and then ended mm-hmm. up at Gillig, which is a bus manufacturing company. Okay. So in the automotive industry and retired there. So grew up here, immigrant parents. Also, mm-hmm. first grade, we actually moved back to Mexico. So I went to school in wow. Mexico and did a full school year there and came back and finished out my educational career here. But with the flexibility that my mom had as a teacher and having summers off, we would spend all three months of our summers in Mexico. So, yeah, so it really shaped, I guess, my interests, my values and kind of just the way that I move throughout Mm -hmm. the world. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of which we'll probably get into later, but a lot of the reasons that I enjoy doing my work is because of those experiences and those conversations Mm -hmm. that I had with my parents growing up. When we come back in just a moment, Sophia shares with us how her family really impacted the trajectory of her career. She expounds on the moments in life that don't always go the way we want them to, but how these moments actually shape us into who we were meant to be. Her story is truly inspirational, and I encourage you to keep with us. You're listening to Conversation with Passionate Professionals with Jeff Bogus. If you would like to support this show, please do so by sharing and liking these posts on LinkedIn. Building a community of listeners is all about sharing the tools, tips, and conversations that are not only helping us grow, but encouraging the areas of our aspirations that need that extra push. So as we grow CWPP, I'd love for you to help by encouraging those in your network. If you would like to be a guest on the show, shoot me a DM. I would love to connect. Now, Let's jump back in. Your mom was a teacher, right? Yes. So what was it like having a mom as a teacher? It's awesome when you're little. You're like, yeah, um, my mom's at school. I get to do this. When you yeah. get older, you're like, oh, my mom's at school. Can't do mm. anything. And I mean, yeah, that's funny. you that's can't so wheel true. and deal the same way, Jeff. And you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And I know your mom and she's, she's such a great person too. So, so cool that you had that growing up. And I want to touch on something that you brought up too. Both of your parents are immigrants, you know, and my wife's parents are also immigrants. Did that have like a a particular influence on you? Like growing up, give you some type of motivation seeing that your parents came here and, you know, built a successful career for themselves? I, this is a very interesting topic for me, particularly because my mom is a teacher. So Mm -hmm. she came here when she was four. So she grew Mm -hmm. up mostly here in the United States. My dad came here as an adult. So Mm -hmm. I have a very, I guess, mixed experience when it comes to that feeling because, and this is me still trying to unpack it as an adult, just knowing what I know now is that the immigrant community and anybody who comes from a different country here in the United States doesn't like to point out that they are immigrants. A lot of our conversations were about, don't talk about this. You don't say this outside of these doors. But as a mm. kid, you're not really understanding why those things are. Like sure. my um, my dad actually got sworn in as a citizen on 9-11. The, the, wow. Yeah. Wow. That was like thinking about just the impact mm-hmm. of all of that. He was in San Francisco trying to get sworn in while the attacks were happening in New York and everything. 
but like we didn't talk about that like to me that was a point of pride like oh my dad studied he did all this stuff but like you don't talk about that because you don't talk about it I don't think that as my parents like my dad was a huge storyteller and he would tell me about his experience and grow his experiences growing up but it was never in the vein of like look how hard I had to what I had to do so you have to do better than me um, yeah. It was always an expectation that we all go to college, that we all study, or that we find a job straight out of high school and stick mm-hmm. to that job and make our name a name for ourselves at that company because that mm-hmm. that that was their generation, right? Like if yeah. you didn't have education, yep. you stayed loyal to a company and you were able still to succeed and move up. It was it was a very different dynamic for me in that sense. And I wish I would have gotten a little bit more of the struggle part, but Mm. my parents and their, their parenting style was to shield Mm. us all from that and not talk about it. And it was a, it took a long time for me to realize the different um, societal pressures and aspects that I personally had to deal with because mm-hmm. I was so I was able to move between American culture and Mexican culture so seamlessly because of my right. upbringing. That's amazing. So we're learning a little bit about you now. Like yeah. you, you've had this um, these amazing parents who are wanting the best for you. They're kind of in teaching you like, hey, education is really important. You know, out of high school, you're going to college or, you know, you better have that job lined up because Mm -hmm. you're going to be successful in this country because of the opportunity that, you know, we've kind of paved the way. You got a dad who's a passionate storyteller, a mom who's an amazing teacher. And then you're probably more cultured than you than you realize as a kid because you're going to Mexico every summer. You know, um, you have this these roots that are probably very like family centric. That's Sophie, like growing up as a kid. You know, what was that dream job? Like, what did you say? Oh, I want to be that when I grow up. I think that goes back. There's two things there, right? So it goes Mm. back to that storytelling piece that you're that you were talking about. And I was telling you about my dad because Mm. he like I'm telling you, one generation removed, it feels like you, the stories that he would tell are like things that you would watch on mm. Yellowstone, like, yeah. or like past that, like the older yeah, I generation, love like, I love that. Yeah. so my dad actually, he was studying to, he wanted to be a lawyer growing up and mm. he was unable to finish his schooling because mm-hmm. his father was killed. And mm. my grandfather worked in um, basically the agrarian era in Mexico where they were doing the repartitions of the land. So he wow. advocated for um, for his community to get pieces of land as part of the bigger um, haciendas that were, were there. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he did a lot of advocacy for the you know, the people without the means to do that for themselves. So he had a lot of enemies and eventually was shot and he survived that. And then he was poisoned at the hospital. So like, I'm like, when I'm telling you, this is a movie, it's a movie. So these are the, yeah. yeah. So these are the stories that I grew up listening to. Right. Mm -hmm. And trying Mm -hmm. to advocate for other people, um, be careful around your circles, obviously the trauma that comes around that because afterwards my grandma was blacklisted and she had no help because she wasn't the breadwinner. So my dad left school to help my grandma and the siblings Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, survival Mm -hmm. mode. So like 
those are the stories that I grew up around and hearing mm-hmm. that, like, I wanted to be a lawyer. Like I was little, yeah. I was like, I'm going to be a lawyer. My dad couldn't do it. I want to do it. I want to advocate yeah. for people. I want to help people. And now being fast forward to the present time when little Soph is listening to these stories, drinking her cafe in the morning, you know, eating yeah. her bun and everything. My parents are like, you should be a teacher. You should be a teacher. Your mom's a teacher. She gets summers off. You're great with kids. Like yeah. you would just be, you would thrive. And then yeah. I'm like, I don't want to be a teacher. Don't tell me what to do. Like yeah. be, being a middle child, you're always like, no, I want to be my, like, you can't tell me what to do. You can't tell me who to be. I'm going to decide that for myself, whether it's a detriment to you or not. Like mm-hmm. you want to pave your own way. And I was just yeah. so against being a teacher And Mm -hmm. I mean, at some point when I was, before I had that strike of independence, like I teacher, I, at one point I said, I want to be a singer because I love Mariah Carey. Like, I think we all want to be a singer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, like those things, like as, as you're little and you're like, you're Mm -hmm. looking and trying to see people who look like you, Mariah Carey is yeah. You know, someone I don't look like Mariah Carey, but it was someone that I could relate to in terms of sure. when I was at that age. Like I also I said I wanted to be a model because I saw Cindy Crawford, you know, with brown hair. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, because at that time it really was trying to find people who you felt connected to and who looked like you. Right. And for right. me, that was just brown hair, brown hair, brown skin. <laughs> yes. Someone yes. Else relate to. Exactly. All of the inspirations that come with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's really cool. You know, I, I, I love how the stories influence guys, the limit, right. As, as we're kids. And I love <clears throat> that the passion to want to become a lawyer to almost kind of uh, justify mm-hmm. all of the things that have happened in your family. So I love that, that that was a, a motivation for you. So at which point did you realize, okay, I'm not going to be a lawyer? Maybe what was that pivotal point to where you you thought, okay, this is actually not something that I'm going to pursue? That actually happened pretty early on. And it wasn't okay. because I wasn't passionate about the work. But mm-hmm. again, back to just like the influences you have growing up and like again I'm going to come back to storytelling like mm-hmm. movies movies were mm. huge growing up for us like oh, as yeah. a family um big movie buffs over here like even <laughs> when we were in high school I would go to the movie theater and sometimes find my dad walking out of a movie by himself I'm like what are you doing here <laughs> like up. yeah so just watch? <laughs> so yeah so we're a big movie family super yeah. I mean now we're in the Netflix era so everybody's kind of has their thing right but yeah. I watched a movie I watched I am Sam have you seen it I have not I've okay. heard great things okay but so I watched I am Sam and it it talks about you know there's a lawyer there's um there's a parent trying to keep their child who has like um you know a disability and just Mm -hmm. going back and forth and the lawyer also has a child and Mm -hmm. that lawyer is so busy that she's not able to have a relationship with her children wow and while this person who has is trying to advocate to keep their child has an Mm -hmm. amazing relationship regardless of what their mental capacity is to actually care for them. That was 
a moment for me. And that came, I looked it up right before we came, came on just because I knew that you were going to ask me like, yeah. when was the switch, right? Yeah. So it came out in 2001. So for me, that was a lens into what mm. kind of work-life balance do I want to mm. have? What kind of relationships do I want to have? with the people mm. outside of my job. And mm. that's, I can't even tell you how old I was in 2001. I think I was in middle school. That's how important family is to me, right? Not yeah, knowing where yeah. my future was going to go, but right. having that moment where I was like, mm. dang, if I want to follow this path, it's wow. a lot of sacrifice on the things that I love and make me happy. Whether that's true in reality or not, like who knows, but that was very much- but that's the revelation mm-hmm. that you had at yeah. that moment, which is, which is phenomenal because we're, we're in eighth grade probably at that time yeah. uh, i just did the math and <laughs> i think i think i'm starting to kind of get into your brain as little self and you have um obviously this very family centric family is probably what's motivating and what you're passionate about as a child just having a really strong culture with your family you've heard your dad tell these amazing stories i mean the whole reason you wanted to be a lawyer mm-hmm. was because of the stories you heard about your family and and bringing you know, rightful justice to the people who are underserved in the community. Now you watch this movie and the same thing that motivated you to be a lawyer is also now pulling you back because you're like, gosh, if if that's what it's going to, the sacrifice it's going to take on not having that time with family, like actually family is really probably a, a higher core of what I want in my life outside of career which I think is amazing. And I think that's what I love about this show. You bring up something that's really important is this work-life balance that I think we're all trying to struggle with in our careers. And so at, at however old we are in eighth grade, you're having such a revelation that's beyond our years, Yes, which is really cool. And I, I think that's super inspiring to know that our, our dreams and desires formulate at different times and different people's times timelines in our lives. So so here you are having this amazing epiphany, if you will, in, in eighth grade. All right. So Sophie has this epiphany. You're in eighth grade, which you're probably now transitioning into high school. You get through high school. College comes. How is your mindset changing now? Like where is Sophie at, at this point in her life? I mean, you skipped a very important part. Um freshman year meeting Jeff. Oh, let's rewind. Yeah. Like we we met each other freshman year, right? Yes. Yes. Amazing time. So good. But um, (laughs) yeah, I think an important part of my story and Mm -hmm. the work that I do specifically is around how, and I think the point of this podcast is around Mm -hmm. how these paths are not straight, right? Like they're, they're, they're is, they're all interconnected. They're all weaved. And all of these experiences lead us to where we are and hopefully in a place that we're leading with passion and purpose. And I think for me, a part of that story is also that I did not graduate college in four years. Mm. I, it took me a while for me Mm -hmm. out of high school based off a bunch of different things that happened to me and um, happened in the world around me. So like, yeah, talk a a little bit about that because I think that's important. Yeah. So freshman year, I went to Sac State and I chose to live off campus, which I was then responsible for paying my portion of rent and didn't have the, I guess you as someone who also went away for college know that at least when Mm -hmm. you're around other students, you have that community that's also working towards that same goal. 
So I am working, I'm living off campus. I'm working to pay for my rent and also Mm. going to school first time away as an 18 year old. Right. So so much. Yeah. So much. So, so that's like one piece. And I started, you know, messing up and I was working more than I was actually going to school in order to make enough to pay for my rent. And then you have the distractions of trying to be fun and like having freedom. Mm -hmm. And I eventually flunked out. Mm -hmm. I failed all my, I shouldn't say I failed all my courses. I failed the important courses that, um, and of course I didn't completely flunk out. I was put on probation, but to me that's for my parents that signaled, you need to come home. And it was on top of that. My dad was having issues with health problems in general. So that was another strain from like, you have to be home. And Mm -hmm. I mean, that's super stressful for anybody. I mean, first time away from home, you're all this pressure of what even like I know as a freshman in college, I was not ready for the type of freedom that you have. And when you do your work and how you study, like it's really on you. Like teachers like, here you go, up to you. But then also having this sense of responsibility for a full-time job to provide and and wanting to bring your best self to work as well. So And honestly, like you just make mistakes, right? Mistakes were made, lessons Mm -hmm. were learned. I came back and I went straight and I actually started working with my dad for that summer to pay for the rest of my apartment because I had... Mm. I left before my lease was up and I had a full Mm. apartment bill as a 19 year old or 18 year old that I had to pay that no one was living in because I didn't want to breach contract because my sister co-signed for me and I was responsible for her credit. So, so yeah, so I worked at his job and I actually worked at Gillig, which is again, a a bus manufacturer and I worked in the paint department. So I woke up, Mm. I started at five o'clock, got off at one o'clock and I suited up in my, in my boots and my full respirator and Mm. I primed buses before they got painted. Wow. And yeah, so I did that for a full summer, basically just to pay off um, that apartment and went to community college for the next couple years. And Mm -hmm. then my brother got into his accident, which also derailed me. So my brother got into a car accident and he had a traumatic brain injury and was basically after the third day, they wanted to pull the plug. He was on life support and thank the Lord and thank God that he Mm -hmm. came out okay. And he did. That's amazing. Yeah. That's an amazing testimony in itself. Yeah. Man. So our family went through all of that in the middle of me trying to finish whatever schooling mm-hmm. aspirations that I had. You can just imagine my mind was everywhere. So you're like, what am I doing with I this? Say, you have an amazing story of perseverance. And I want to just commend yeah. you for that because I know you personally and <clears throat> for everybody kind of listening here, like we're, we're summing up, you know, yeah years and and seasons of difficult times into like a short podcast but that is so much for someone to go through as a young adult and let me just say that's why I wanted to have you on the show because you're 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 a perseverer like you you persevere through some really hard times that a lot of people might have just given up on and and to see how far you've come I just want to pause to honor this timeline that you're describing in a very short time but you you went through some some really tough valleys what is it about Sophie that continues to push forward I think it's definitely that piece of family, right? So all mm. of those have a family element to it. Wow. So moving away from college, I mean moving away for college, having my mm. dad obviously have his medical issues 
It was my sister's name on the line. It was my brother who, like, that's a very common thread. But also what comes with that are the values that were instilled in us, not only from, like, our small family unit, or I wouldn't, it's not small. My mom's one of 13. My dad's one of seven. So, like, and, like, we're, I'm one of four. So, like, a huge family. So it is ingrained in everything that we do. But really, like, the the idea of there's nothing, there's no one above you and there's nothing beneath you. Right. Mm. So doing a job is doing a job and you're getting paid and you're taking care of business. There's no shame in that regardless of what it is and how you do it and where you do it. Like I'm not afraid of dirty work. Do I prefer it? That's a question, right? Like depending on what it is, but was there Hey, this job was for a summer. It was going to pay me what I needed to pay to take care of business. Mm -hmm. Am I going to do it? Yes, I'm going to do it. There's no question there. Like you Mm -hmm. do what you need to do. And I think the other part of that is also because my family, specifically like my dad and my mom have gone through such traumatic events in their lives and lived different lifetimes within one lifespan. Yeah. They always told us life keeps on moving. And you have mm. to move with it. You can't yeah. get stuck. It's That's good advice. Yeah, yeah, it's and it's only that perspective that you get when you've lived through some shit, knowing that seeing the repercussions of getting stuck, or mm. even just knowing that things and people and opportunities aren't going to wait for you. And mm. they're going to keep on going. And obviously, there's a level of self care and mental health that you kind of have to yeah, also be aware of. of but Right. They didn't have that choice because they've always been in survival mode. And that's what survival is, right? Yeah. Moving forward. And that's the lesson that I can learn from their their, their experiences around wow. perseverance. Bring us to this point where you you feel like, okay, there's some momentum building into here. Now, now I now I got through all that. I've I'm probably way better than <clears throat> what I would have been if I would have just breezed through college. You know, like you have life experience now that has really kind of put you in a position to say, I'm going to go after it now. Talk, talk us through that moment that got you basically into what you're doing today. Yeah. So I think, I think there's other, uh, another point there in terms of knowing that a value based kind of based on the life experiences that I've seen and grown up. I also had this this notion that my education that doesn't define what I know. Mm. And I still That's feel that I still feel like that is very true, but mm. I also was not mature enough to understand that it also is a limitation in the things that I want to do. I chose the major communications with an emphasis on professional public and organizational communications. Mm -hmm. And I was just in my flow and wanted to study was about being there. I, I was motivated in a place that in a way that I hadn't been motivated throughout my, since maybe elementary school. Cause I think like elementary mm. school, you're like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, then yeah, you can, yeah, you're jazzed. Up yeah. You're, Middle yeah. school. You're <laughs> like, uh, do I have to be here? Right. High school. You're like, I want to be doing other things. College. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm still trying to uh, figure it out. And those upper division mm-hmm. courses. And I, that's also how I knew that I picked the right major. 
right? Mm -hmm. That I was doing the things that I loved and I loved what I was learning and I was able to apply it to real life. And I can see that level of um, understanding with my professors too. Like I enjoyed their company as much as they enjoyed my me being in their class. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of where I was starting to see like, what are my options with this this career, knowing that, or this major and what careers mm -hmm. can I follow? And I actually was looking for an internship and I applied at the Oakland A's and yeah. yeah so <laughs> I, and that was the first time I even knew that community relations was an actual mm -hmm. like job. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> wait, you could do this for a living? Yeah. You get paid yeah. to help yeah. people get cool experiences and help them learn and do things. Wow. And and get resources through mm -hmm. a major league baseball team. What is this? Mm -hmm. Freeze, everybody. This yeah, freeze. Yeah. This is a real job and I'm good at it and I yeah. love it. And, and it has a platform, right, mm -hmm. to be heard and it has a megaphone. And mm -hmm. I think that combination of all those things kind of really got me thinking and rethinking about what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it. So. How did you take all of that and tell us a little bit about what you do today and, you know, how, how, how you shaped your passion into something that you could wake up every day and be like, gosh, I love what I do. Yeah. I mean, there's just, there's so many things to unpack there. Um, mm -hmm. I think definitely, first of all, saying that everybody told me not to be a comms major. Mm. I don't know if you got that when you were in high school or going in college, like are you, what comms is such, so broad. yeah. What, what are you going to do with it? Like, yeah. So many things. It's not a, it's not a niche. Yeah. I'm like, right? really? Because it's everything that we do and ingrained in mm -hmm. everything that we see and do and interact with people. So, but yeah, so I just want to lay it out there. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and then comms is a great major to <laughs> yes, go after. If yes. You're passionate about it. Yes. So all those who are listening. Exactly. <laughs> or even just, you know, somewhere to start. Cause everything builds on that. Yeah. Um, that's, that's great advice. and I think too, just kind of going back to our relationship, Jeff and our, our friendship mm -hmm. throughout the years and having the same circle of friends and understanding how important and pivotal sports were in our lives mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. everything that we did. Right. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I grew up swimming and I played soccer, but I we also have friends that were like elite soccer players. Right. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. at that level, but it was still yeah. a passion of mine. And going back to that immigrant uh, mentality and growing up survival mode, sports mm -hmm. were not a priority for my parents. So they never made it a priority for me. We didn't grow mm -hmm. up watching sports. We it, mm -hmm. they weren't things that were in class. I used to f fight quote unquote, because you don't mm -hmm. argue with your parents, right? right yeah. Right. But um, I'm a, air quotes because yes. Um, yeah. But um, I used to talk to my mom around like, mom, like you understand that sports, you are a teacher and you understand that sports are good for your college applications. They, they, mm -hmm. they have certain requirements for you at an academic level. They lead you with mm -hmm. professional. This is me in high school, like in high mm -hmm. school again, yeah. like wisdom beyond your <laughs> yes. Years. And I was like, but I am getting in trouble for getting home late. I'm getting home. I'm getting in trouble for being tired and, um, mm -hmm. and wanting, you know, to eat, take a nap, shower before I do my homework because I'm seen mm -hmm. as unproductive or not doing what I need to do because there wasn't that level of understanding in my household, mm -hmm. even with my mom 
being a teacher and understanding all of those things, there is still those different, you know, like frameworks that you're working within and all of the layers um, that you have as people and, and whatnot. So I think, and I say all of that because I think it also influences why I love what I do and why I think mm. sports is such an amazing avenue to yep. teach about everything. Yep. And that is me not being someone who's even on the field or had been yeah. a professional, you know, like at any given, I mean, you know me, I'm active. I'm not, yeah. I wouldn't say that I'm um, athletic. Right. Okay. I, I could say the same thing. We're so the same boat. Yeah. So and so I think like I think the first professional sports game that I went to was when I was as an A's game as when I was 18. Mm-hmm. So like but I was at all of your baseball games. I was at all the football games. My brother played yep. football. I I showed up to my practices and it again very much ingrained in our childhood and I mean still mm-hmm. is we still see each other at games right mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. all our, our little clique from high school that gets together so yeah. all of those are kind of this building this framework of like where I am and what I do and why I feel like it's important mm-hmm. and and just kind of where I am now is mm-hmm. really merging those passions and I think that's really cool about the work that you do. So you you are bringing it back to this foundation of how you grew up around sports being like a really important aspect of your life, that you're shedding a new light to it and having a, a difference of opinion with your parents on the importance of sports and the foundation it gives you on leadership skills and being able to be a great teammate you're now taking what you were passionate about because you were at all of the baseball games, you were at all the football games, and you're you're doing it in the role that you have today through um, pairing them both, building a, a framework for people to look at the good relationship between sports and education with the San Francisco 49ers and showing that, hey, you may not be the best athlete in the world, but there are some really great fundamentals and foundations that sports can be the vehicle for through education, which is Mm -hmm. amazing. We are very, also very fortunate to have um, space within the stadium solely dedicated Mm -hmm. to our educational programming, which is unheard of across all sports disciplines. Um, Mm -hmm. And knowing that real estate at any stadium, anyone who works in sports knows that it's it's tough to come by storage, meeting space, all those things in such a huge venue, you would say. But that's really yeah. the, the dedication that our our ownership has had, our foundation now carries um, mm-hmm. around educating and empowering our Bay Area youth. And mm-hmm. I think it really, for me personally, it goes back to that idea of, of giving back and social justice and being able mm-hmm. to bring... Um, because we serve primarily Title I schools, which are schools mm-hmm. with um, low test scores or in our low income communities. And mm-hmm. our programming is completely free. And being able to give them that experience that they might not have had, like Sophie not going to a sports game until you're 18 right. and knowing right. what that reality is and also showing them what I saw coming out of college but in mm-hmm. elementary school and in middle school mm-hmm. to really change that mindset 
around what they're learning in school and see real world application because sometimes there's just such a huge disconnect between what we're doing in school and how it lives and breathes in the real yeah. world. So <clears throat> we're um, getting to the tail end of the show here and there is so much good stuff that came out of the, your, your story and who you are on family perseverance and pushing through to find and get to a place of doing that gives back to people you know who are you know less fortunate or to inspire the next generation to give them these opportunities to bridge sports and education together and I, I think you have an incredible story but you know if you were to leave the audience with one thing and I ask this of every guest you know someone who might be going through a tough time and is looking for that like bright of uh, that sliver of hope in their story, like, what would you tell them? Like, what, what could you leave them uh, as like one piece of advice for them to keep, keep moving through? Yeah, I mean, I think the theme of today's conversation is definitely just to keep going. Mm. Just persevere. Adelante, go keep on going forward, move, move. Adelante, yes. say it again, adelante. <laughs> adelante. Mm. Um, so I think that would be number one. But I think a 1B, 1A would mm -hmm. definitely be um, is advocate for yourself. Mm. And I think specific, we didn't even get into just me being in a male dominated industry in the NFL yeah. in wow. STEM being a male dominated field as well. But mm. um, as women, we are really good at advocating for other people, wow. but we do not take the time to advocate for ourselves and we are not taught yeah. how to advocate for ourselves. Um, and I think that's part, partly cultural for me too, is around yeah. you do for others before you do for yourself. Um, yeah, and that is a huge piece of, a, a piece of knowledge that I wish I would have focused on earlier. And mm -hmm. at the same time that I'm still learning how to do. Yeah. Yeah. And surprisingly, I learned that from a student. So in one of our events that we threw, that we threw, or we, we put together as part of EDU, it was mm -hmm. something that a student had said on a panel that she was a part of. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> like, I need to know how to do that for myself too. Cause I'm not doing it Super as, cool. as, as well as I'm doing it for other people. Yeah. Yeah. And look, wisdom, Sophie seeing herself in wisdom beyond her years and then being humble enough to yeah. take that advice and put it in her career. I love that. So for, for everyone out there, um, you know, keep pushing through and advocate for yourself. It's okay to be, it's okay to be selfish at times mm -hmm. in that sense of you are someone with great potential and possibilities. And um, sometimes it's okay to put yourself out there and advocate for yourself because you, you have what it takes, you know? You're the, you're the right person for the job. So go out. 100%. Only you know what you can do and tell it best. So I think that's a, an amazing way to close. Um, Sophie, thank you so much for being with us today and sharing your story. All right, everyone, uh, tune in for our next episode. We're going to be having some amazing guests in different industries and across different titles within their organizations. We look forward to seeing you next time on Conversations with Passionate Professionals. Take care.